Nebraska Cornhusker fans of all ages. Welcome to this week's edition of the Five Heart Podcast. This is Todd Wolverton standing in for Greg Mahachko. Greg's busy this week, so he left it up to the two old farts to carry the load. John, I see that you are in your Nebraska room up there in uh, Minnesota. Is it quit snowing in Minnesota? Have, you know, do you have buds on trees or anything like that up in the great north? It's been a it's been a lousy week. I mean, it's 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 in that area where it's in the 30s, so it snows and rains together, and it's just shitty out and miserable. And you want spring to break open and take over and and be happy so you can go on walks and wave at people, but hope they don't actually talk to you. Because that's what Minnesota does to people. I don't know if you've – Minnesota is full of – the entire state is the introverts. And if you're an extrovert and you come here, you have to become an introvert over time because people get angry if you just like, hi, how you doing? Like, oh, why is he talking to me? He must be a murderer. Uh, we've had uh, struggles with spring breaking through down here and – Iowa and Nebraska, so I guess it's not a whole lot different, just not quite as cold. Hey, I heard I heard a story, John. Heard a story about you, as a matter of oh, fact. Oh God. What? No. I heard I heard that you have a strong affection for juju fish. Uh, is that what so, they are? <laughs> well, they're those little gummy candies. I wasn't gonna bring this up. Well, I was just gonna struggle through this. You know, um, you, you I, went there. I never knew. I never knew that a person could eat too many juju fish. Okay. The thing is, here's the thing. Uh, I, I experiment with a lot of different things, not drugs, but I probably, maybe I should. Uh, but I experiment with different parts of diet just to see how it affects my brain injury. And one of the things I've tried to eliminate from my diet uh, is, is extra sugar and actually sugar. And then last night, uh, we had to go pick the car up at the mechanic and before I hopefully head to Lincoln tomorrow for the spring game. And I stopped by the gas station and I bought a bag of juju fish and a bag of cinnamon bears. And I ate the whole bag of juju fish before I went to bed. And I woke up with a, like a pretty much a hangover. So was it two bags for like three bucks? You know, one of those deals? Yeah, it's for- one of those things. I can't walk away from those, John. I mean, if I walk into a convenience store and I get anywhere close to that display, I, I got to grab two bags and, and I'll, I'll grab a bag of cinnamon bears. Those are good candies. Yeah. They take like, they taste like wax. Well, and I guess they do <laughs> stick to your teeth, but maybe I'm a sucker yeah. for that. They just last longer that way. When, when candy sticks to your teeth, you just get to enjoy it longer. Well, it apparently really affects me because I track what, what causes worse headaches than others. And, and I have actually verified what, that eating a lot of sugar uh, gives me severe headaches. And it does. So it's a brain foggy. It's going to be a I'm trying to get energy going here for this podcast. Well, then I do want to send out this PSA then. So just <laughs> so everybody knows, all of you fans of John Dam Johnston. Do not send candy. Do not send anything high in sugar. You know, you can send it to me. I mean, obviously, I have no problem eating that stuff. But don't send it to John. Think of his headaches. Think of his health. You know, send him, I don't know, you know, like 
granola or, <laughs> or, you know, maybe a subscription to like green shakes or something healthy or, or you know, whatever. So anyway, Hey John. Yes. We got, um, <laughs> we have the annual right of spring just around the corner. All Nebraska football fans, all Nebraska fans know that football season officially starts this weekend. None of that off-season stuff. When we play the spring game in Nebraska, we're kicking off the football season. And um, I hear Is that true? Well, Is that I, true? I don't know. I, I'm just no. saying that. I'm it, just, it, no, it's not. It can't it's be not, true. Okay, no. well, then I was misinformed. But <laughs> – I hear a rumor that you uh, you're headed from the great North down to uh, down to Lincoln a little bit to uh, check out the spring game. So what are you expecting to see at the big old spring game, John? A lot of other Husker fans. Forty six thousand. Yeah, which is which is we should discuss that. I, I mean, there's two ways to take this right in 2018 when Scott Frost was hired. There were eighty six thousand people at this game. And, and a few years later, four, I think, is it? Yeah, four years later, there are 46,000, half of basically about half of capacity. And it's even weirder considering the fact that we've been dealing with this pandemic crap for a while. And, you know, everything's opening up and becoming normal and people should be getting out. And listen, I realize you're, if you're probably one of those people that didn't really close yourself in a lot. I haven't gone out. You know what I did this weekend, Todd? Tell me. I, I'm on beta. I went shopping. Oh, I haven't gone shopping in at least a decade. I'm not even making that up. I went and bought new pants with my wife. New pants. New pants. pants. I have gone through this entire, this entire pandemic. I have gone through this entire pandemic with a pair of khaki pants, which we are going to burn on YouTube before the season starts (laughs) in a ceremony because I want to get rid of things. It's time to get rid of things that are holding us back and, and open ourselves up to new adventures. But, okay, that's the pants thing. You know what else I did this weekend? I went to church for probably the first time in two years. Wow, it's not even Easter or Christmas. I know. I I was like, I'm trying to, you know, kind of get into things before I have to get to the big event. And the reason why this is is because uh, church is really hard. You have to sit still. You have to be nice to people. You can't yell at the minister in the middle of his sermon. Because I've actually done that, and you know, people don't care for it, especially Lutherans. Apparently, I don't know. You know, whatever. Just because. Uh, anyway, it's difficult. It's a hard social environment for me because you can't just like hey, fuck Iowa. You know what I mean? Because there's a guy that plays in our church band who sings, and he's a really nice guy, but he's an Iowa fan. But he wasn't there, and I just wanted to yell fuck Iowa at the band because. You know, just to let him know that I still felt the same way. Because if he was there at church, I would have gone up to him, whispered in his ear and said, fuck, fuck Iowa, fuck Iowa. And, and then we, he would have gone, ooh, you're going to hell. Yes, yes, probably, maybe not for that, but probably. Anyway, what were we talking about? The spring game, right? Spring game. You're, you're concerned game. about the drop-off in attendance. Now, last time I looked, there's not a sign on the west side of the stadium that says 
you know, the spring football game sellout streak, for God's sakes. Are we got to keep track of sellout streaks for the spring game now? Well, is it – let me – I'll just ask this question to you. Is this a condemnation of the Scott Frost era? Is this a reflection of how fans feel about the Scott Frost era? Or are, are there a lot of people like me that are just like, ah, they got so used to sitting at home and seeing the world through like computer monitors that they didn't, you know, I think not it's going to go. I think it's rebellion against um, the video spring game that was held. Um, what was that two years ago, three years ago when, um, you know, two of the football players, we did the oh, spring game on video. I forgot that completely. I, I just think that people are saying, hey, nothing can beat that. Why would I go watch something live when I can watch, <laughs> you know, two Nebraska Cornhuskers play a video game? Wow. I mean, what At what other point in our lifetime were we able to see Nebraska greats from the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s playing on the same field at the same time? Never. That, that viewing experience during the, the height of the pandemic, you know, that took Nebraska fans to new levels of spring football appreciation. I just don't think I just, you know, why? Why would you go watch a live game in the spring uh, that can't hold a candle to the uh, video spring game? Uh, you know, right now I'm afraid for my life. <laughs> Do you know why? Um, because you're a gamer and I don't No, No, it's a, that I literally have never experienced this before, but I'm afraid that there's going to be a tidal wave of bullshit forth from my monitor into my small room and, and <laughs> I'll drown in bullshit because that was really good. Uh, it was top quality. At least it'd be it, high grade is bullshit. It, is, okay. So is the drop off of 40,000 people at, a practice is that a condemnation of the Scott Frost of the state of Scott Frost football? Who knows? Possibly, probably. Certainly, there's not the excitement that everybody had in Scott Frost's first year. I mean, that's worn off. Um, you know, half the potential starting lineup hasn't even suited up this spring. Uh, they're talking about, you know, possibly modifying the game. So it's not truly, you know, the red team against the white team, which, you know, that wouldn't be the first time that you have a real controlled kind of a scrimmage for a spring game. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I would I, I can't disagree with you a whole lot. I think that there is. Um, well, I, I just don't know that Cornhusker fans are going to make uh, a, a practice on an April Saturday uh, priority, especially if the weather's nice and people want to get outside. And, you know, you mentioned it, people are all cooped up. Maybe there's other things they want to do, you know, on a, on a nice spring day. I mean, my preference, I'll put it this way. The, 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 the spring game starts what, like at one o'clock in the afternoon and the baseball game first pitches at three Oh five. I will be in the baseball stadium in advance of three Oh five. That's that is where my priority is. I, you know, the who are we game, playing? Uh, Rutgers, as a matter of That's fact. That's what I thought. Yes, and unfortunately, John, I was not going to bring that up uh, because <laughs> it was the Rutgers series last year where I think you and I reached absolute 
we bottomed out. I, I yeah. recall, I recall a video at your sister's house that we shot where we just were, um, I wouldn't say we were beyond consolation, but we were really kind of like, what the hell just happened this weekend? Well, we got swept for the first time at home since 2009. Yeah. Well, was, wait a minute. That's state baseball. We're not done. Yeah, with we're talking football. football. Well, okay. you know, you referenced, you know, before we came on and, and started recording this, you know, you referenced uh, a video that uh, was shared with us by Greg. And, uh, you know, Greg has all these great ideas and they didn't bother to show up tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, there was apparently a video out there um, by some guy named Pate or something like that, who um, was. Uh, we'll, we'll include it in the show notes. Sure. That sounds good. But he's he's talking about 46,000 tickets sold for a spring game at Nebraska. And. Let me ask this question, and, and perhaps somebody in the audience knows. You know, at 46,000, if that's how many people actually show up, or I guess, you know, you count it because the tickets were sold. How many other spring games in the United States will have more paid attendance than 46,000? Even though it's not 86,000 like it was four years ago, I'm willing to bet that there are very few football programs that will sell more than 46,000 tickets for a spring game. And I think in essence, that's kind of speaks of, of Nebraska fans. I'd say three, like Alabama, Ohio state. You know, I don't know. All of this seems to be really kind of, I don't know, like I, college football has kind of got, gone off into the distance. Maybe it's because I haven't been paying as close attention as I usually do. I'm paying attention to other things. I probably paid attention to college basketball as much as I ever have this year, just because this turning was a lot of fun. But uh, <clears throat> in terms of people selling tickets, I mean, you've got Alabama, probably um, Ohio state. Those are usually the top ones, aren't they? Well, sure. And, but you know, for a, <laughs> for a team that hasn't had a winning record in five years, Six years? I don't even remember. Um, for 46,000 people to show up, I think that speaks highly of Nebraska fans. Might not say a whole lot about the football program right now, but it certainly speaks highly of Nebraska fans and how embedded football is in the culture of this state. I think I, if I'm going to go, there's two reasons why I want to go. Number one, I usually do go or I have gone. Uh, I've usually actually been on the field and this year I'm not going to do that anymore, but uh, I'm going to go out and hopefully go with you. And uh, it's going to be a social event. I think, you know, I really haven't seen my sister who lives in Lincoln for quite a while and I'll go down there and see her. And then I'll, I'll just pal around and uh, talk to people and see how they're doing. Uh, to see if anybody wants to like punch me in the face for being a opinionated son of a bitch. Uh, but other than that, probably, I think that the one thing that everybody wants to see is Casey Thompson. And that's about it. Maybe a running back, but Casey Thompson, because we'd, we'd say Chubba Purdy, but I think he got injured. Yeah. He hasn't practiced much all spring. He's been very limited in what he's done. I well, mean the new quarterbacks, but really Casey Thompson, I, we can I pretend there's somebody else, but it's Casey Thompson. Well, and I think that there are those people, you know, that, think that perhaps we're going to get a taste of the Mark Whipple offense. And, um, you know, I've 
I've never seen a spring game. And I, I think I've watched, I think in, I've gone to one Nebraska spring game live. And I think that was back when I was in college and probably just wandered over there and walked into the stadium. Um, but well, I've they, watched, did, they, they had the spring games, but they weren't insane. No, no. You just went and showed up went. and walked around and, you know. Kind of like going to the freshman games on Fridays back when they had those. Do you remember those? No, you I know, don't. I, I, well, I had, a, I had a good friend that was playing in the freshman games, and, and um, I'd go over, and after class on Friday, you just walk in the stadium. You know, there might be 1,000 people, if that, you know, maybe, maybe 500. And I would find this kid's dad and go up and sit by him. And, um, but yeah, uh, no, it wasn't an event, but I think I'm, you know, I I do believe that there are some people that, that think that maybe we'll get an idea of what the offense is going to look like. I doubt it. I think it'll be pretty generic. Um, but then, you know, we've got other folks on the staff at coordination who have mentioned, you know, with the way, with the way ticket prices have gone, not only at Nebraska, but at all Division One schools, you know, for football, um, it's kind of hard to take the whole family, you know, for younger, younger families, you know, um, if you've got two or three kids, that's a pretty solid investment you got to make if you're going to buy tickets and go to Lincoln you know, on a Saturday in the fall and here you can, you know, you can buy a ticket for 10 bucks and um, go in and, and basically sit wherever you want uh, and, and watch a ball game. So I, I think there's something to be said for that. And I do believe that the athletic department, you know, they kind of cater to that too. They try to do some things over the course of the game that are, you know, kind of fun for the fans, fun for the kids and that type of thing. So. What else? What else? Run one of the running backs, probably one of the new running backs. You know, like an Anthony Grant or an Emmett Johnson. I don't know. I the think, offensive line coming off the ball. Let's be honest. I'm not going to go to this game and think. You know, in the past, I'd go with a camera, and my goal was to get shots of as many different football players as I could, and assistant coaches because some of those are really hard to get otherwise. <clears throat> Whereas the spring game has always been more relaxed. You see guys standing around without a helmet on. They're usually laughing. They're usually smiling. They haven't done so much of that on the sidelines, you know, <laughs> in my last few years. So that's what my goal was for earlier spring games. And I think this one is just if I go, if I make it down there, uh, I think it will be just to have fun and enjoy myself. Because let's face it, Nebraska football, you see all these. You mentioned 46,000 people in all the losing seasons. Uh, we're gathering together for something we all love. I mean, mm-hmm. we may beat the shit out of each other about it. And that Pate State guy in that video mentioned about how uh, visiting fans are treated so well by Nebraska fans. We're like one big family. We can beat the fuck out of ourselves and try to stab or homicidal rage when it comes to our own fan base. <laughs> but mostly if Northwestern shows up, we're going to offer them whatever we have. You know, that's that that that's always interesting to me, you know, that we don't just like relax a little bit and go, hey, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, John, if you make it down here. We'll go to the ball game together. Hang out. You can socialize. 
I'm kind of the anti-social guy. But uh, no, you're no, you won't. You can't be. Well, why you you won't let me? Yeah. <laughs> you you have to be the straight man. You have to be the <laughs> the guy that takes flack from me. Well, then we got to, uh, but then you know, like I told you, John, I don't care where the football game's at, but I will be in my seat in that baseball stadium when Rutgers and uh, the first Rutgers batter steps into the batter's box. Unfortunately, are we ready to move off? Do you want to keep talking a little more football? Um, you know, we should be having. Do we have anything else about football? There is literally almost no interest in football right now. Well, you uh, know, the only thing I'd say is this, this is the biggest event for Nebraskans in the spring. Absolutely. You know, easily. And yeah. it's nice to see that people are still showing up in droves. And I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it's been a brain foggy day, but uh, I guess it's just, let's move on to baseball. <laughs> well, I would really hope that, you know, we could be sitting here kind of, you know, in a really, really good mood because uh, Nebraska played so well this weekend. Uh, they swept Ohio state on the road in Columbus. They had, as good of offensive output as they've had, you know, in any series this year, um, you know, pitching, um, pitching still not where it needs to be, but pitching was okay. Um, you know, and, and so you had to feel really good about that. And, you know, Nebraska sitting there at uh, now four and two in the conference, um, they're 12 and 14 on the season. And as we record this, um, they're playing in Omaha against Omaha and they are down five to one. And once again, um, pitching what, in this what case, inning, uh, let's take a little bit. I'll look over the river here. Um, it looks like the seventh inning. Okay. If I can. Yeah. I think the scoreboard says seventh inning. So, <laughs> um, you, you know what? I, I thought about, uh, going to the baseball series this weekend, but last time I went to a baseball series at Haymarket Park against Rutgers. <laughs> Nebraska baseball said uh, at the time, looked at me and said, uh, it, but you blame me for the, the Rutgers sweeping us because it was the only games I've been down there for at Haymarket Park in a very long time. So I don't know. Well, Maybe you'll see. you'll know if you walk up to the gate and they have your picture <laughs> up on the <laughs> on the fence that says "Don't let this guy in." Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, the Big Ten. I think we brought this up. I have mentioned that I think that not playing midweek games and non-conference games has really hurt the development of the Big Ten teams. And Nebraska went in and swept Ohio State and actually beat them up pretty badly. Yeah, they did. But, uh, I, you know, the conference is, and we brought this up too. The conference just does not look good. I mean, who Indiana or uh, Purdue came into last weekend with what a seventeen and one record, seventeen and two, and got swept by somebody, Illinois. Might have been. Well, I, I I don't disagree with you, John, and and. Again, I haven't. I have not looked at the standings yet. I, you know, I think it's still too early in the season to to really worry about that. But 
Um, my opinion is that the teams that have veteran pitching, veteran teams, they're the ones that are going to have success in the Big Ten this year. And um, I think the conference will be lucky to get more than a couple of teams into the yeah. tournament. Um, you know, the it's the the RPIs just are not going to be that good. Um, but it's being, probably going to be one. I would be surprised if we get two. Well, you, I think you could get two if 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 Michigan, if Michigan has a good regular, you know, good regular season. Um, you know the the polls pollsters. They love Michigan. They'll get. They'll show Michigan some love, and Michigan will get. You know, they'll get ranked because they're Michigan, and everybody. You know, whatever. Eric Backage. Yeah, Eric Backage. But if if for chance the other team, I think that's got a chance is Iowa. I hate to. I hate to say that. Um, Iowa's got veteran pitching, and um, yeah. if Iowa can put it together and maybe win the conference tournament, you know, then then I think it might be feasible that a couple of teams get in. But, um, you know, Nebraska, I think, still has the potential of playing well this year. Um, they, they're they going to be heavily dependent upon the bullpen um, because I just don't think that they have the starting pitching, you know, that you know, especially when you take Jake Bonds and Kyle Perry out. Right. Um, they just don't have the, 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 the starting pitching that, you know, even, even in a few weeks that you can count on getting to the sixth and the seventh inning. Um, so the bull and the bullpen, the bullpens look pretty good. The bullpen looked good out at Ohio state. And so I think that's where it's at. The, the, the thing gonna, that has to happen. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Finish your thought. Well, the thing that's going to have to happen is, is the hitting has to come around. Um, you know, it was, it was, <laughs> I guess I did feel a little bit better last week when I saw the starting line or excuse me, this last weekend, when the starting lineup on Sunday, we only had one batter in the lineup that had an average under 200, you know, whereas the previous weekend, I think we had four or five. So, you know, some of them are starting to hit a little bit, but, um, it's a young green team and, and that's the reality. They're just a young bunch of kids. So what, what, you're a better baseball guy than I am. I've forgot a lot of baseball stuff. You know what else I did recently is I actually looked at, you know how to score baseball? Mm-hmm. I think I used to know that, but I forgot when my, you know, when life got blown up. But the question for you to explain to people is this. Why, what makes a guy a starter versus being in the bullpen? Well, I'm not a pitching expert and, I, when I pretend if I were a baseball coach, I'd have to find a really good pitching coach. Um, no, what it generally has to do with is how long, well, you, you, you got to have a little bit better man, a little bit different mental outlook, you know, um, starters have to have a tremendous amount of confidence. Well, so do relievers, but it's a little bit different kind of a situation, but you know, your starters have to be, they have to have stamina. You know, they've got they've got to be able to go out there on the mound and, um, you know, they've got to have the ability, you know, to throw 80 to 100 pitches and um, be efficient with those pitches. Probably the biggest difference, though, is that your starters, if your starters don't have three quality pitches, um, you know, they're going to be in trouble. 
you, you know, you've got to have a good fastball or you got to be able to spot your fastball. You got to have a good breaking pitch and you have to have a third pitch. And generally that's, you know, the ability to change speed or, you know, a little bit different look on a breaking pitch or something like that. But, you know, most of your relief pitchers, if they have two pitches, that's it. Um, you know, I've, <laughs> there was a, a game I was watching last weekend. It wasn't Nebraska, um, but another college game I was watching, and, and they brought in a relief pitcher, a middle relief pitcher, and all he threw was sliders. Didn't throw a fastball, didn't throw a changeup, just threw sliders. And, you know, that, that's okay if you're not going to see batters multiple times. But um, you've got you've to have a mix of pitches if you're going to be a starter. So, do you, so when we're playing these guys, like, like we just discussed, you know, the midweek games are for people that aren't regular ro- in the weekend rotation, right? They're, right. They're, the midweek games are basically for those of those who don't follow, follow college baseball heavily, midweek games are generally, so you're developing your staff, you're developing your players and, and you're playing guys that aren't regularly in the lineups and you're not starting your weekend pitchers. But uh, what, do guys develop stamina as they grow stronger because of the midweek games? Do they develop better pitches? Do they just get more experience, more confidence when they're playing at the collegiate level or what is it? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like to, against Omaha, they started Drew Christo, who is a true freshman, big kid. I think he's like six, five two thirty five. I mean, he's a big kid and he's got a live arm. And, you know, they started him with the hope, I think, that he can develop some stamina. And more important with him, it, it was confidence. Unfortunately, he didn't get a boost in confidence tonight because he gave up three runs in the first inning. And, um, you know, he's, he's learning how to pitch at the college level. So getting him some experience, um, putting him in situations where he can learn and trying to build that stamina, unfortunately, he only pitched two innings tonight. I, I would guess they were hoping that they get at least three out of him. Uh, but they also want to look at some of these other young arms as well. And, you know, going back to what you said earlier, losing the midweek games, you know, hurt the Big Ten. And, you know, I, I would say it did hurt some of the teams that, um, you know, is are, are reliant on younger pitchers. Uh, you know, shoot, Nebraska at times – this year, they've rolled out relief pitchers that are juniors and seniors that have hardly pitched. I mean, think about it. Last year was an abbreviated season. The year before, right. they played like 14 games. You know, I understand that some of them got a year back, but, um, you know, you put a guy out there with, you know, and they announce him as a senior, announce him as a junior, and you hardly even know who the guy is. Um, it's kind of tough. So, well, but, what else, what else is going on? Well, you know, if you go down to Haymarket park, you know, just right next to the baseball stadium, you got Bowling stadium, which is where the softball team plays and coach Rhonda Ravel has them playing incredibly well this year. Um, I think they're 25 and nine. They've won their first two series. They've swept the first two big 10 series. They played, they went up to Michigan at the time, Michigan was ranked 19th, and Nebraska took two out of two. The third game was was uh, canceled because of weather. And then this past weekend, they took um, 
they took three from Rutgers, two of them, they run ruled them. And I guess actually in between that, between Michigan and Rutgers, they beat Creighton 15 to nothing. Um, so they're, they're hot right now. And, um, you know, I was listening to an interview with Olivia Farrell, one of the coach, one, excuse me, one of the pitchers, senior pitcher, she got an extra year and she's using that. Um, but she talked a lot about how, you know, the senior captains starting at the end of last season, they have put a heavy emphasis on team building and, you know, building a culture and where everybody is committed to one another, um, <clears throat> where they, you know, develop some very close relationships, not only on the field, but off the field as well. And I found that pretty interesting because, you know, I think a lot of times we just take for granted or, you know, those of us that haven't played at that level that, you know, yeah, you got these tight bonds on the field, but, oh, and you might, you might room with a few of your buddies or a few of your teammates or whatever. I think we underestimate how important chemistry is and how important, you know, that, that, um, you know, jumping into foxhole with one another is. And, it's I, I got to thinking about that after I heard it because I heard the same thing within the last two weeks when I heard Sam Hybe interviewed from the women's basketball team. And they have talked, uh, you know, Sam Hybe said, you know, very rarely do they even do anything socially. The girls on the basketball women on the basketball team, very rarely do they do anything socially when it isn't the whole team. And, <clears throat> you know, there could be something to that when you look at the success that those two programs have had. And we've heard the same thing about the volleyball team as well. Um, I don't know, uh, but hats off to, to coach Ravel and, and the softball team, because uh, you know, uh, coach Ravel was under a lot of fire a few years ago. In fact, I think there were many people that thought her days at Nebraska were going to be numbered and um you know, uh, she's there and uh, they're playing well. And this weekend um, they head up to East Lansing and they're going to play three games against Michigan State. So um, can you imagine if the football team did all that? Did they went everywhere together? You'd have to uh, Who yeah, would feed them. <laughs> who would feed them? There aren't enough bowling lanes in Lincoln. <laughs> We did that as a dorm floor. Mm -hmm. We did very well at that compared to most of the other dorm floors. You know, if we go, we really did. To, yeah, we'd, we'd take like 50 of 60 of us <laughs> to that party where they stole the nitrous oxide. You remember that one? <laughs> John, we that had was a one of the first experience. that. That was one of the first parties that our entire dorm floor went to was some place that wasn't too far off campus. Everybody could walk. I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I'll go ahead and do it. But we got there and this party had, is this, do you think this is going to get us in trouble? No, we didn't steal the stuff. <laughs> we got there and they had like two, was it two bottles, two big bottles of nitrous oxide that somebody had stole from a dental clinic. <laughs> And people are going in. I, this is like back in the 1600s. So I'm sure the statute of limitations for all this shit is gone. People are going in and they, I don't know what they were doing. I didn't do it because it scared the shit out of me. But uh, they would go in because I was standing outside the front door on the porch in the dark drinking a beer. And 
or 30. And they would go in and have some of this nitrous oxide and they'd come out and they would all say the same thing. They'd go, dun, 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 dun. and I'm like, what is that? And he goes, so everything's moving like that, man. It's like, dun, dun. and then the next guy would walk out and he'd go, wow. Dun, dun, dun. And the other guy would go, dun, 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 dun. and that's the experience that like four or five guys, and then I remember one guy clamped his teeth on whatever the nozzle was, and we had to kick him in the head to get him away from it because I don't know what. This should probably all be edited out of this. But that was one of our first experiences together on a dorm floor. I hope that none of the basketball or volleyball or softball teams do anything like this because I'm sure these days you would get in a lot of trouble. I'm going to guess they probably don't, John. Yeah. Um, they are they, they are trained athletes. We were trained assholes. And- <laughs> That's true. Then next week we saw in the paper that the dental clinic had, or the dental college, I think it was, had some nitrous oxide stolen. And we were like, well, that's interesting. Because, I mean, you just don't go someplace and there's nitrous oxide there. <laughs> the one guarantee was that when we were on that dorm floor, when, if the, wherever the party was, it wasn't just one or two guys from Shram 6 that showed up. It was generally a minimum of 15 to 20. And uh, yeah, we, we had a, a good bunch of guys back then and, and we had a lot of fun. Um, I can, of- I can, t- we can testify to the, the nature of bonding and how good it is to develop yeah, we, relationships. We can. Yes. And I don't know where, how we bring this back, but I, you know, when, when to the abyss, I always take us, to. <laughs> you know, and, and I think football is somewhat of an anomaly. I mean, because, the teams are so big in many ways, the offense and the defense, they practice separately. I mean, they, they oftentimes identify themselves as two separate units. Um, it's just a different game. And, um, you know, there's, there's not another sport really. Well, there isn't another sport where, you know, a player on the field specializes in either offense or defense and doesn't play, you know, either only plays offense or only plays defense. Um, so, you know, that whole idea of, of chemistry and, and, you know, that's, it's at a different level than what it is in other sports. Um, you know, I hope that one of the things, and now we'll kind of go back to football here. I hope one of the things that Casey Thompson brings to the Nebraska football team is leadership. And I hope that he establishes, you know, a high level of trust you know, among the other players on the offense, because, um, you, you know, I think Adrian had that to an extent, but Adrian was, you know, like he was a Minnesotan, he was inter- introverted, you know, to, to an extent. Um, and do you think he'll throw the horns down? Oh, wouldn't that be Casey cool? Thompson? Wouldn't that be neat? That would be a special thing for us. It would, you know, if he were to go horns down, someone needs to capture that on film, make a life size cutout. I'll be first in line to buy one of those things. He will be a Nebraska icon. Before he ever plays a game. Before he ever plays a game. If he comes out. <laughs> we can tell people, we can tell people and, and say, 
I was there when Casey exactly. If he comes out at the spring game, wouldn't that be something? If if he comes out of the tunnel like this, oh my goodness gracious, that would be so cool. (laughs) That's why you go to the spring game, Todd. That and to see Trey Palmer, that was the other guy I wanted to bring up. Is last year, last year I specifically wanted to watch some Mori Tori uh, run routes and see. And I think, you know, I talked to several people uh, who are actual football players, uh, you know, about him, asked him what they thought, and they, we all had the same conclusion. Uh, he is a football player. Some people yeah. masquerade as football players. I think there's the a guy lot. I did in high school. I, tried hard (laughs) i think there's quite a few football players on this team but for everyone to get amped up and excited or frustrated and disappointed you know because of what happens on saturday that's foolish um there's a lot of work that will get done over the course of the summer there's a lot of bodies that need to be healed and then when they hit the ground running with the first um uh preseason practices uh they better be ready to go and, you know, because I guarantee you what Fitz is going to be ready over in Ireland when they get there. And, um, you know, to to steal one of your favorite cliches, uh, Fitz is going to take over a barge full of rocks and it will <laughs> yes. be a battle over there in, in Dublin. And, you know, I, I'm not going to I guess. Maybe I'm just old and 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 whatever, but I'm not going to get my hopes too high or too low until they actually set foot on the green grass of Ireland. So, so you're going to wait that long. Yep. Wow. We got a long ways to go, but I'll be pumped up. I will be excited. I will be ready for Nebraska football. (sighs) See him running boys. That's true. We should come up with our own songs this offseason. See him running, boys. Yeah, and why, you know, I was really disappointed in the fan survey that they published that that, that tune didn't rank higher among Nebraska fans as f- part of something they appreciated at home games. I think that's great. Um, you know, spe- if they don't play that in Ireland, well, then never play it again. So that's true. <sighs> okay. Anything else? Do we have anything else to go over? I'm not Xavier sure. Betts is still not on the team, but they're he, they're still talking to him. Yeah, I think Xavier Betts is a young man that's trying to figure out if football is going to be part of his life. And you know, there's one truth for every every college football player. Every one of them has the same end, and that is, eventually, they play their last football. And for some it happens sooner than others. And, you know, you can't be critical of the young man. Uh, if, if, if he's not there 100% committed, it's awful tough to be a college right. athlete. Um, if he, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, at least I think Xavier Betts, you know, is, is, um, well, let me put it this way. He didn't run home to Millard, Nebraska, crying because he wasn't the starter. Wow. Shots fired. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 
Do we have anything else at all? I don't think we do, John. So either. you will let me know if you're coming down. Yeah, I will. And uh, it'd be great to have you. It'd be great to see you, John. So I think we probably will wind this up. Thanks yeah. all of you for joining us once again for the Five Heart Podcast, where five hearts are all the hearts you need. John? Go Big Red! Go Big Red. <laughs>